You're listening to the Maritime Gardening Podcast, Episode 67, brought to you by Vessi Seeds and Safer's Gardening Products. Hey everyone, it's Greg Otten here with the Maritime Gardening Podcast, and the heat has been crazy here in Nova Scotia. It's uh, August 3rd, 2018, as I record this episode, uh, Friday, I'm hoping to have it up uh, tomorrow, online, ready to be downloaded. Uh, let me just tell you a little bit about uh, where things have been. If you haven't been uh, following on, along on my YouTube channel, and my goodness, if you haven't checked out my YouTube channel, you should, because I got like 150 videos on there. Um, and if you, you know, if you're a regular listener and uh, you want to see what I'm talking about, <laughs> that's a good place to do it. <laughs> There's lots of content there. Uh, anyway. Uh, and if you're not, uh, and if you don't want to do it that way, that's fine too. If you're just you know, listening in your car as you commute and so on and so forth, uh, that's great. I totally get that. I, I commute every day. But yeah, it's been really hot here, abnormally hot for this part of it. I mean, I've had years that were better. So, you know, it's it's the end of August. And, you know, I take pictures every year. I got, I think, 2014, I got pictures of my son holding zucchini over his head that are a foot long around the around middle to late July, like July 20th or something like that. So the 2014, that was the case. And I'm star- I've am i got zucchini that size now. I just picked some today that were a bit too long, like foot long. You know, really, you shouldn't let your zucchini get a foot long. But I picked a couple foot long zucchini this morning, August 3rd. Uh, so it's definitely not as good a year as it was 2014, but that's because we had a really late start. If you recall, we had this insane frost situation in the middle of June, uh, which just delayed everything, right? So I don't believe 2014 was as hot all summer long, but it may, it probably had a much better, uh, more uh, gentle spring than this insane spring we had here where everything was wiped out, everybody's transplants were destroyed, and there was you know, millions of dollars lost in the agricultural industry and so on and so forth. Um, anyway, that being said, um, it's certainly better than last year and the year before that because I wasn't getting zucchini till you know, maybe a week or two later in August and, uh, and, and things like, same with my um, cucumbers. I'm, I'm hauling cucumbers out of the garden now. I just picked a bowl fold this morning. So this morning, August 3rd, I picked my first bowl of pickling cucumbers and I made a batch of lacto-fermented cucumbers. I'm going to do a video on this on YouTube, but I have, if you look back, if you're new to the podcast, I have done a podcast, as I recall, sometime last year, walking the listeners through how I go about doing that, but of course, seeing is seeing is believing, so uh, I will do a video on that. Uh, I should have done one today, but I got my wife and my kids in the house, and it's it's just very difficult to record video content when you've got a house full of, uh, you know, anyone with young kids. You, you can't control them. <laughs> They're crazy. <laughs> so they make all kinds of noise, and, and you just can't. Uh, you can only do so much. I got a video I just put up the other day where I was uh, showing how I blanch and put down my kale, and you can hear all this noise in the background. And it's it's my son. He's got this big container full of Lego, and he's you know, uh, moving the Lego around, trying to find the right size piece for whatever on earth he was trying to make, a spaceship or something like that. And you can, through the whole video, you can hear this him <laughs> digging through his Lego. Uh, so I always have to make choices like that, where do I make a video with all this background noise, or do I tell the kids 
go downstairs and go away because I, you know, I don't, I don't want to make them feel uh, like the, the YouTube is more important than them. Uh, so I'm always conflicted with those sorts of things. I prefer to record video content inside the house when there's no one here, which is pretty rare. And since I have a full-time job, it's, it's very difficult to find pieces of time where there's no one in the house but me, and uh, and I've got I'm in a situation to record video like right now I've got cucumbers to pickle I've got things to do and, and that's another thing you know a lot of the YouTube gardening channels out there they talk a lot about how to grow everything but then they don't talk about what to do and some of them are based in the United States where they have much longer growing seasons and that sort of thing but here in Canada the whole thing shuts down in October November December depending on the crop and you got nothing. You got nothing going on till May or June or even July. And so part of the challenge of being a gardener and trying to get a good yield out of your the land you're working, and I'm not talking about farmers here, I'm talking about just people growing in their backyard, but that's still a good mentality to have. Uh is how do I how do I go about doing that? And a big part of that is just how to process the food, right? Pickling, canning, freezing, storing, all that sort of stuff. And the most efficient ways, I mean, there's a lot of talk about pickling and canning, but it, it's inefficient. I mean, you've got to use a lot of energy. You've got to use heat. you got to use, you know, depending on how you go about it, you need chemicals or so on. Uh, you need all these resources. You need jars and lids. And uh, the way I like to, a lot of lacto-fermentation, it has to be kept uh, cold until uh, the weather gets cold. So you need a cold room or you need an extra refrigerator. You need to bury it under the ground or all this sort of stuff. Um, so it's actually, you know, not not very efficient. It's labor intensive to store stuff. Uh, th things that are uh, I, I have found that uh, if you've got a freezer, uh, just freezing a lot of things is the most efficient way in terms of how much time it takes to get it from fresh to preserved. Uh, and also growing things that just can be stored that 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 are harvested in the fall that can be stored in a cardboard box in a relatively cool room like a garage. I don't have a, a cold room or a root cellar, but I have a garage that gets down to about 5 degrees Celsius, so I can store things. If it's something I can pull out of the ground in, in September, I can put it in a cardboard box and put it in my garage and just pick away at it till some, usually depending on what it is, uh, some things keep till February, some things keep till March, and some things even keep till beyond that. Um, so I, I, I have a preference for growing a lot of things like that because this time of year in my garden, I'm struggling to keep up with what's coming out of there. Right now my garden is producing more food than I can eat, right? There's more coming out of there than I can possibly eat. Uh, perhaps if, I mean, and that's that's bearing in mind that I'm, I'm married and I've got children and the kids want hot dogs sometimes and my, my wife wants steak sometimes and uh, I can't just hold a gun to everyone's head and say, eat this, you know, eat these vegetables. You must only eat what I have grown. I can't do that, right? I've got to uh, compromise and, and there's also other things I like. I like eating avocados. You can't grow those in Nova Scotia. So, I mean, uh, a certain proportion of my caloric intake it does not come from my garden. Um, but that brings me to the general topic that I, I would like to speak to today, and that is the, the idea of, of self-sufficiency. I think a lot of 
I know not everyone that, that tunes in and listens to my show or my YouTube channel or whatever, not everyone is thinking that way. But I know there are some people that do. They think, oh, I want to grow all my own food and I want to be totally self-sufficient and uh, I'm going to do it. And everything I grow in my garden is going to be um, what I eat. So I wanted to just talk through that a little bit and do a little bit of math. I got thinking about this the other day because I was I was talking to someone uh, on, on one of my coffee breaks, um, and this is a person who doesn't garden, and uh, uh, the person was saying, "Oh man, you know, I, I'd love to be self-sufficient." And uh, I said, "Man, have you really thought through what's involved in that? Cause, you know, I got a big garden, and we we still buy stuff, right? <laughs> I got a big garden. Um, we still buy certain things, and we still buy." eggs and meat and you know, things like that and we buy milk for our kids and so on and so forth and uh, I don't want to get in a discussion about whether you should be a vegetarian or vegan or all that sort of stuff I really try to keep that topic off the menu for what I'm all about uh, I don't want to judge anyone I don't want anybody to feel judged what I wanted to talk about today was the notion that uh, you got a piece of land and you're going to grow some food on that land and you're going to have all the food you could possibly need uh, with, the, with the exception of a handful of creature comforts that uh, you just can't grow like, like I, I love Oreo cookies <laughs> so you know, no matter how good things get I'm still they're 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 lactose free <laughs> so you know, chips ahoy or not I used to love chips ahoy now I can't eat them uh, but I love Oreo cookies, and it wouldn't matter how self-sufficient I was, I'd still buy uh, Oreo cookies from time to time. Uh, uh, you know, I like uh, chocolate. I can't have milk chocolate anymore, but I, I like that, like, you know, 90% cocoa, the one with no milk in it. Uh, I'm still going to buy chocolate from time. I love coffee. I can't grow coffee in Nova Scotia. I'm still going to buy coffee. I can't live without coffee. I drink three cups of coffee every morning. I need coffee. For people that think that they can actually grow all the food they could possibly, let's just say you wanted to grow all the food you could possibly need on your land. I want to talk about how much land you'd possibly need for that. Because I think the numbers, and you should always put things to the numbers because the math doesn't lie. If you've set up the equation properly, it's sobering. I thought about this um, this morning. I was... Uh, up this morning having my coffee just uh, thinking about things and I, uh, I pulled up an Excel spreadsheet uh, one of the things I do for a living is I, I go on spreadsheets and I figure out how much things will cost and you think through agenda or, or a certain plan a set of events I go on a spreadsheet and say okay what's that gonna look like in 10 years what's that gonna look like in five years what's the effect of all of that and you think all that sort of stuff through so you know, I didn't do this. This is more of a back of the envelope sort of calculation. So I'm sure um, people might uh, disagree with my results, and I'll, I'll share my methodology. And no problem with that. Um, but I thought about what if I was trying to live off my garden? What if I was trying to grow all the food I need? Me, just me, just one man, one six foot four, two hundred and fifteen pound man on my land. How much am I growing enough? How much food would I need to grow? How much food would you possibly need? And then if you've got, if there's two of you, you got to double that. And if there's three of you, you got to triple that. So, I mean, it's a simple rule of thumb, right? So, doing some basic math, um, a male, according to scientific data, a male, 
average height, average weight, and that's actually someone a bit smaller than me. Actually, I'm, I'm above average. So average male is like 5'10 and let's say 180 pounds, give or take, right? Uh, depending on you know your your source. So you go on Stats Canada. I'm a Canadian, so I'm going to speak to the average Canadian male. It's, it's somewhere around there. I can't remember what that weight is exactly, but I know it's around 5'10 in height and something like 180 or something like that in, in weight, 180 pounds. Um, a male like that has a, a daily caloric intake of 2,500 calories. And if you work that out for a year, that's 912,500. So 912,500, right? 912,500 calories. That's how much calories, and that's just calories. That's not nutrition. That's just literally caloric intake. That's the amount of energy your body needs per year to not lose weight, to maintain weight. Um, so if you, you know, if you're carrying a bit of weight, if you're a little bit overweight, you can eat less than that and lose a bit of weight every year, right? But for a male, an average male, to maintain his weight over the course of a year, 365 days. You need to take in 2,500 calories a day, and that adds up to 912,500. Uh, so almost, you know, if you round that into the thousands, it's 913,000 calories uh, a year. A female, um, it's slightly lower. It's 2,000 calories a day. Depend that's based on an average female height and average female weight. That adds up to 730,000 calories a year. That's how much you got to pull out of your ground. That's how much you got to get out of that soil a year just to maintain your weight and of course if you want to be healthy it's, it's got to be more than just just calories there has to be the right balance of, of nutrients in that diet but for the sake of this exercise I'm just looking at if you got a year and you got to not starve to death you got to at least maintain your caloric intake to have the energy to do things and and to maintain your weight because if you're not maintaining your weight you're starving and I'm sure many of us would like to lose a little bit of weight but uh, I'm talking about self-sufficiency here, so I'm just working through the thought experiment. So if it's self-sufficiency, you've got to maintain your weight. Because if you're not maintaining your weight, then you're not going to be self-sufficient. Over time, you're, going to, you're just going to keep losing weight and starve to death. <laughs> right? So the thought experiment I worked through here was about just growing something like a potato. Because uh, in terms of per square foot for this climate, for the different things that are available to you to grow... Um, there isn't too many things that will produce more calories per square foot than a potato, right? Um, you can grow corn, you can grow there's a handful of calorie crops that are productive in this part of the world, but I think, as far as I understand it, they're really, and people can correct me, I invite comments in the comment section. I'm talking about Zone 6A and a coastal region where it's cool and wet, and uh, we have, you know, uh, we don't have a, this year is a bit of an exception. We don't have a ridiculous amount of heat. The potato is one of the most productive crops from a yield per square foot point of view here in this place where, where I am. So, we look at my garden. I've got 2,500 square feet. And of course, I've got paths in between the gardens and beds and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, I can't grow something every single square foot, right? That's that doesn't make sense. And uh, planting one potato plant every square foot is a bit tight anyway. So just to make it simple, I said, okay, 
I can grow, you know, give or take, I can grow a potato plant every two square feet, right? So I've got 1,200 square feet of potatoes over that entire space. That's including thinking about my walking paths and all that sort of stuff and, the, you know, how, how it all, all works out. And I've got a, if you've been watching my videos, I've got a fairly large garden, but I would say I've got about 1,200 square feet of, you know, I, I always say I have a 2,500 square foot garden, but in terms of the actual soil that's being worked in any given year it's probably more like 1200 and maybe 1500 max right because there's i'm not using all of it and uh also you you can't plant something every square foot things need to be spaced out so i use that 1200 figure as a, a rule of thumb and uh for a potato i use the potato as a high calorie crop so let's just just say I'm I've got that space that I've cultivated that can is productive and I'm gonna grow potatoes to keep from starving to death can I grow enough potatoes just potatoes of course it's not gonna do it you're gonna get malnutrition because there's lots of stuff in potatoes and they're very good for you but they don't have everything you need to have some greens you need to have uh, a number of different things and you gotta have a, a source of B12 or you're doomed uh, <laughs> but um, let's just say I'm trying to meet my caloric intake for the year because that's the most basic thing if you're not meeting that um, you know you're you're gonna if you don't have the calories you need if, if it's insufficient you you can starve to death in a matter of months and maybe three or four or five months you can just lose and lose and lose um, I think it's worth mentioning you know if you have a major drop in your caloric intake you will lose weight fast I had surgery on my throat a number of years ago and uh, I could not eat for about a month. I was just like drinking sips of water and that sort of thing. And I lost 35 pounds in one month. And I wasn't not like I was working out. I was like, I had the month off, a good job, so I could take the month off to recover from the surgery. <coughs> and uh, I might have, uh, you know, one glass of water or two glasses of water a day, drinking that in tiny teaspoonfuls. And the only thing I was allowed to eat was like jello and stuff. I didn't really like any of the things I could eat, so I just didn't eat anything. <laughs> and I lost 35 pounds in a month just, just watching TV all day. I take one walk a day. I'd walk for one hour a day, and then I just lay on the couch and sleep. <laughs> I was just starving to death. Uh, so, you know, I was on a very low calorie. Maybe I, maybe I was on a 500 calorie a day diet or something like that. I lost a ridiculous amount of weight really fast. Um, so you've got to maintain your caloric intake or you're just going to waste away very quickly. So, again, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in extreme terms here because I'm speaking to the concept of self-sufficiency. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to just live off the land. Okay, what does that mean? So if you've got a garden my size, 2,500 square feet, and you plant potatoes everywhere, <laughs> that whole, that, all that... Uh, arable land, the, all the land you've cultivated that can actually uh, bear something, you plant potatoes. And let's say you're successful, okay? A really successful potato crop, as a rule of thumb, you're going to get 10 potatoes per plant. And I, I don't get that every year. There's some plants that give me five, some give me seven, some give me 10, some give me a little bit more. But it's all over the place, right? But let's say you're successful, you have a great crop, and you get 10 potatoes. Uh, per plant. If that happens, we work that out. So I'm, I'm multiplying 10 potatoes times 77 calories of potato, because that's what about, you know, if you've got a 
potato the size of a, uh, a normal person's fist. Uh, you know, on average, a potato is 77 calories. So we've got 10 potatoes times 77 calories times 1,200 square feet, right? Because you got 1,200, basically 1,200 plants. Uh, a plant every two square feet over 2,500 square feet is 1,200 plants times 77 calories times 10, which is 10 potatoes per that space. So you work that all out. If we get 10 plants, we get 9,024 or sorry, 924,000 calories worth of potatoes for that. And that's assuming you harvest them all and none of them are compromised by pests and they're all in a state where you can store them and don't have scab and all that sort of stuff, right? So if you're an average male and you need 912, let's, let's round it up, 913,000 calories per annum, to not starve to death, to not lose weight, to maintain your weight, to, to meet your caloric need, uh, you can grow that many potatoes for you, for one person, right? So my big garden, and I'm using potatoes as an example because everything else I grow in my garden per space, per weight, per square foot does not produce that amount of calories, right? Everything else doesn't give you that many calories returned per, per square foot cultivated. Uh, lots of those things are healthy and they're nutritious and they produce lots of good things. I get lots of beans, I get lots of squash and lots of this and lots of that, but if you add it all up, if I took all the beans I got out of a 4 by 10 bed and weighed them, it wouldn't weigh anywhere near what uh, all the potatoes I would get for a bed like that. Right? All the beans uh, I got from a 4 by 10 bed, I could pick it up with one hand. Uh, all the potatoes I get of a space like that, I would, <laughs> I would need to use. It would probably be, you know, close to 100 pounds of potatoes, right? So it's there's no comparison. Potatoes are a dense, calorie-rich crop. But what if things don't go right? What if you don't get 10 potatoes per plant? Or what if you get 10 potatoes but they're all tiny, right? Because of this, that, or the other thing, right? Some soil deficiency, or it wasn't a very good year, or there was some pests that knocked them back or there was a frost or some other thing right anything you know when you're growing your own food there's lots of things that can go wrong every year if you've been watching and following I have stuff that goes wrong every year nothing ever goes the way I've planned sometimes things do sometimes things don't but I am so glad that I have a good enough income that I'm not dependent on my garden to live because it would be a very dire situation um, let's say you only got five plants or five potatoes per plant for that area. What would that work out to in calories per year? The maximum amount of caloric value you could take out of the land. That would work out to 462,000, right? That's five plants times 77 calories per plant times 1,200, right? There's 1,200, which is half of 2,500. A plant every two square feet. Well, that's not enough. <laughs> you need 913,000 calories and you got 462,000 calories. I'm speaking to males here. Females uh, just use the figure 730,000, right? Still not enough. Right? If you had a subpar yield on a massive garden like that and you were just, just growing potatoes, a serious calorie crop, you wouldn't have enough. You'd survive that year, but you'd lose some weight. Right? And if you had another year that was the same, you'd lose more weight. <laughs> And eventually you'd be moving in with uh, 
a relative because <laughs> you'd be starving to death, <laughs> right? And you know, there's lots of other crops that are decent calorie crops. I would say another crop that's that's fairly comparable to a potato is a parsnip. I don't think the parsnips get nearly enough uh, play, but they're they're a, a nutrient-rich, uh, dense calorie crop. Uh, I would even call it like the Canadian sweet potato if you think about it. When you roast them up, there if you you know you harvest them in December and you roast them up, they're very sweet. Uh, I like them better than potatoes when they're properly uh, harvested and stored. Um, but your parsnips aren't going to give you any more of a return than your potato. They're still going to be around. You know, uh, if you look it up, if you look at the calories per hundred grams. They're comparable, right? They're not better, they're not worse. Uh, you're really not going to find anything that gives you more calories per square foot than a potato that grows well here. Uh, even corn, you might grow one corn every six inches, but then you got to space your rows, and you might get a head or two per plant. And, and there's not a lot uh, on. I mean, one of the advantages of corn is if you grow, if you have a ridiculous field, ridiculous size crop, you can grow a lot of corn. You can dry it and save it, right? But you got to have a lot of land to do that. Um, I'm just speaking to someone that's got to guard my size. You're just not going to get a lot uh, out of there. So that's why I use the potato as an example. There isn't one thing I can think of that gives you more back um, than a potato. And uh, it's, it's really not going to get you there. So the whole point of this episode, uh, suppose it seems like it's been all over the place, but I'm trying to connect on a theme here, the notion of self-sufficiency and can I grow enough to sustain myself and so on? Uh, of course you can, but a garden my size isn't big enough. It's A garden my size is just big enough for me. It's just big enough for a guy my size. So if there's two of you or three of you or four of you, you need more. So I hope you found that informative. I hope it gave you some food for thought. And if it did, please uh, put a comment in the comment section. Let me know what you think. Until next time, get out there, get at it, have fun in your garden, and thanks for listening. Bye-bye.